Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I was just recording, I started recording a minute ago and then there's a guy here who's building a fence for our, our backyard. Um, and he started using a chainsaw. He's periodically using a chainsaw out there to cut wood. And uh, so I just shut off the recording and waited for him to be done. And hopefully, so hopefully he doesn't start chainsawing again. If he does, I might have to pause um, because background noise like that is pretty distracting in a podcast. So I hope the audio is okay. These past couple episodes, I, you know, am in a new home and recording just in my bedroom and it's kind of, you know, it's not a very, uh, I feel like it's kind of echoey and I, I, I need to listen to part of these episodes and just make sure that it sounds okay, but sorry if it doesn't. Um, I'm not a professional podcaster, so I don't have like a studio and all that fancy equipment. Uh, so hopefully it's bearable for you guys and the sound quality isn't too bad lately, but I definitely don't want chainsaws going in the background. That is not a good situation. So Anyway, also I have to add the sound of a chainsaw really stresses me out. It's the same, it's along the same line as like a motorcycle, chainsaw, loud cars with have like the super loud exhaust noise or trucks, um, certain types of water, like a boat, like a speedboat or something, that kind of noise just, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> doesn't mesh well with my autistic ears. So uh, hopefully this man who's building our fence doesn't have to do too much more chainsawing in the back because um, my nerves. Anyway, I want to give a quick little update on the nutrition project that I had to do just real quick. That's not what we're going to talk about today, but uh, a lot of people did reach out and had, you know, comments or advice or whatever, and related in certain ways, some of you related in certain ways and stuff. So, uh, I decided to go ahead and just do the project. Reason being is that I, I really felt like I have enough self-awareness around the fact that this could be potentially an issue for me. Um, enough self-awareness to not let it become an issue like I trusted myself to be able to to do it and not let it become a problem uh and I honestly did like I I had to be honest with myself because you can trick yourself into thinking certain things sometimes when you have a situation like this where you're tricking yourself into thinking you're okay but really it's you're just trying to give yourself an excuse to do the thing that you're not supposed to do. So I had to really like dig deep and make sure that's not what I was doing. Um, and I also let my partner gray in on the fact that I was feeling really triggered and told them like, Hey, here's what's going on. I have to track my food for three days. I'm going to space out the days I did at least I, between the first and second day I gave one day off and then then I had two days off between the second and third day because I don't want to do them in a row because then I was afraid it would start to feel like a routine and I didn't want to <laughs> tempt myself into being like, oh, this is a new routine, you know? So I told Gray, I was like, hey, like, 
if you see me getting out of control or trying to like start tracking my food again, remind me <laughs> that this is not what I need to be doing right now anyway in my life. Um, and honestly, it went okay. I don't know if it's because I'm really busy lately, but the tracking actually felt really annoying to me. And although I, ha I have to admit there was a small part of me that got some satisfaction out of it. Um, and I think that part of me might always exist. But for the most part, I was like, okay, I just want to make my burrito. I don't want to have to measure how much beans I'm putting in there and weigh how much rice I'm putting in there and like whatever. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Just let me put some stuff in a tortilla and roll it up and eat it. So that to me felt like a win. That felt like a good thing. Um, and another good part of it was that I kind of did discover some things about my diet that I didn't realize, um, like that I'm lacking in a couple of areas, nutrient-wise and stuff like that. Like I don't do dairy, I'm vegan, so I don't do dairy. And I don't do a lot of like um, soy milk or any of those things that are usually enriched with calcium and vitamin D and stuff like that. Um, so I am not getting enough of that stuff. Like I need to probably supplement that. And so that was a helpful thing to know. And I also learned that I'm not eating enough calories um, for my age and activity level too. So, and again, I mean, it could just be because I'm busy lately. Three days of tracking is not really enough data to conclusively say anything, but I tried to track on days that were kind of like normal days for me, uh, food-wise and exercise-wise. So um, that was an interesting thing to find out too, where I'm like, oh shoot, maybe I, I need to make more time to fit a couple extra snacks in my day or something. Uh, so... So yeah, in a way it was helpful. It wasn't as triggering as I thought it would be. That being said, all that being said, okay, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this and then we'll move on to the actual episode. But um, I am going to still talk to my professor and potentially, you know, depending on how that conversation goes, you know, I might have to address this with someone higher up uh, if she doesn't take it seriously. But I really do think that something needs to be said and... Although I don't think that the curriculum is going to change, like I have to take this as a nursing prerequisite and I don't think that they're going to start not making this class a nursing prerequisite, but I think that um, they need to be cognizant of the fact that there are a lot of people out there in the world with eating disorders or that are recovering from eating disorders or disordered eating patterns. Um or just have issues with food in general and or body image or whatever and this class can be really triggering and the way it's set up I don't think is takes that into account very well just a lot of the things that I've seen and heard and read I'm like mm -hmm. a couple of the videos that we've had to watch I'm like oh man like this is like a couple of the videos felt like very fat shaming like it's just some of it is just not a good look. So I think some reform needs to be made. So I'm going to pursue talking about that with my teacher at some point. I'm thinking I'm going to wait until after this project is all done and I have a grade on it and then I'll approach her um, or maybe even wait till the end of the semester, which is only uh, a few weeks away. So anyway, maybe I'll update you guys on that too. But anyway, Moving on from that, let's get into the actual topic of today's episode, which is 
really just mainly I want to talk about masking and learning a little bit about myself these days, uh, my self-perceptions and how I interact with others uh, since I learned that I'm autistic. (sighs) What got me thinking about this is I met new people a couple of days ago. Um, Actually, it's the people who used to live in this house that we just bought. They were the former owners. Um, And they had to come by and pick up a couple of things from us. We have their contact info and we've been in touch about a couple of things um, through text. And we got some mail delivered that was theirs and a couple of other things. And so they came by to pick all that stuff up. And so we met and we had a conversation. And I realized that... The way I deal with conversations with new people is very different than the way I deal with conversations or interactions. It doesn't even have to be a conversation uh, with people who I know personally. Of course. I mean, I feel like that's true for anyone, really. Like, you're going to approach people you're just meeting differently than people who you know. But I guess for me how it's different and how it relates back to autism and that diagnosis and knowing I have that diagnosis and other people knowing I have that diagnosis is that uh, I think unmasking around people who know me and know that I'm autistic has been much easier because... I feel like since I know I'm autistic now and I can give myself more grace when I'm a little bit awkward or quirky or whatever you want to call it, um, I can give myself more grace and I feel like the people who know me and know that I'm autistic will probably also give me more grace. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're meeting someone new they don't know I'm autistic and I feel more pressure to come off as quote-unquote normal you know what I mean so those types of conversations are much more tricky and much more stressful because I'm trying really hard the whole time to come off in a certain way and be perceived in a certain way that by the end of it I'm exhausted and also really stressed out because I will be like oh my gosh I'll overanalyze every aspect of the entire interaction and be like was that okay was that an all right thing it's mostly me wondering if the things I said were okay things to say um or if like did I dominate the conversation too much did I ask enough questions um you know, that's another thing I'm realizing too is asking questions is hard for me. And that's a big part of communication and relationship building is asking questions um, about people, right? Being curious and getting to know things about them. But uh, I have a hard time with that because I sometimes don't know which questions are 
okay to ask and which ones aren't. And I think I've learned from past experiences that maybe sometimes I don't navigate those situations too well. And so it's caused me to really um, like pull back and like decrease the amount of questions I ask people because I really... I'm like, am I overstepping? Is this a thing that you would ask someone at this level of friendship or at this level of acquaintance, I guess? Like, when is it appropriate to ask this thing or that thing? Um, And I might have talked about this in a previous episode. I don't know. We're getting close to 100 episodes now, so I don't remember what I've said and what I haven't said. Uh, So if I start repeating myself, you guys are going to have to just understand because I don't know. But I, so the question thing is, I think that's a reason why I can sometimes feel like I talked about myself a lot because that's safe. You know, talking about other people is more dangerous because that leaves me open to so many more, uh, so many more potential conversational blunders than just talking about myself and being like, oh, yeah, that happened to me once. You know, it's like, I know what I'm comfortable sharing and I can share that and know that it's an okay thing to say rather than being like, oh, well, you know, has this ever happened to you? And be like, was that an okay thing to ask? Is this, am I making this person uncomfortable? What are they thinking? Um, so anyway, that was a little tangent about question asking, but overall, I'm noticing that although I don't feel like I act different in front of the people I'm already close with, like I've always been, like I've never really been, at least not in the past several years, in the past decade or so, maybe even before that, I don't know because let me finish my let me finish my thought. I've never been a big masker. I'm realizing when it comes to people who I'm close with and who I know really well and I think that the fact that when I got diagnosed autistic that no one in my life seemed surprised or questioned it. No one was like, "Oh, no, you're not or you don't seem autistic or that can't be right or you know, any of these things that sometimes people hear. Um, no one in my life ha- came at me like that. No one said that. They were just like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, like, and so I'm like, all right, that makes me feel like I've probably been pretty authentic and acting like my... um kind of weird self and I don't mean weird in like a negative connotation and I don't mean to imply that autistic people are weird although I think being weird is great and I wouldn't have it any other way so I'll just say that um if I ever refer to someone as weird it usually is a compliment unless they're creepy kind of weird which in that case I'll be like uh the tone of my voice will say it all if someone's like ooh, that person was really weird (laughs) like ooh, then It's like maybe I felt like they were potentially a serial killer or something. Uh, But for the most part, weird to me is like, that's not bad. We need weird people 
if everyone there are some it's just there are a lot of people in the world that are trying to be the same as everyone else and that is boring and uh so I appreciate and value weird people and I'm proud to call myself a weird person but it is hard when you're trying to meet new people or exist in a world that doesn't always appreciate the quirks and the weirdness and the the conversational sort of anomalies that don't usually come up in regular conversation with neurotypical people um yeah so i don't know and i'm getting a little distracted because our pigs so I told you guys, I just said the guy is here building the fence in the backyard for our pigs. We're building them like their own little fenced-in area. We're going to put their cute little pig house in there. I'll have to post a picture on Instagram when it's all done. It's going to be so cute. Um, but for now, they're on our side yard. We have a really big side yard area, so they're living out there. Um, but that area is connected to my bedroom wall. I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background, but one of my pigs must be... Um, she's doing something out there that's making a lot of noise. She sometimes likes to flip their water dishes over and it'll like bang against the wall. I think that's probably what she's doing right now. Anyway, I'm sorry if you can hear that. So anyway, um, when I met these people the other day, the people who used to live in our house, they seem like nice people. They seem like normal people. (laughs) They're the type of people, the type of married couple that you're like they are just regular normal people but they seemed like people who I could get along with like we the vibe that they had is similar to the vibe that I have that Gray and I have You know, when you get like vibes from people and you're like, oh, I feel like I could hang out with that person and have an okay time. And so an idea came upon me after our conversation and they left and everything. And I was like, you know, it might be fun. Like once we're all moved in and settled to have them over for dinner or something, which this is not a thing that I do. I don't know why all of a sudden sometimes I try and act like this is a thing that I want to do because really when it comes down to it, I'm not sure that it is. But I think having the idea every once in a while is fun where I'm like, oh, that would be a fun thing to do. And then I'm like, I start thinking about all the stuff that goes into that and I get overwhelmed and then I'm like, never mind. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here alone and eat by myself or with my family. Um... Those are two acceptable options, by myself or with my family. Uh, But anyway, after they left and I had that thought and I was like, immediately I was like, oh no, they probably did not like me or they probably thought I was weird. And then I started obsessing about the conversation and I started thinking back and analyzing and analyzing because this is what I do and this is why interactions are stressful and overwhelming is because after an interaction like that, I tend to kind of like really think about how it went and start to analyze every aspect of what was said and be like, okay, how did I do there? Is Was this the right thing to say then? Um, which I'm working on that 
because I think that it would be much healthier if I could just allow myself to interact with people in an authentic way and find a way to not worry or worry less about how I came across. And I think knowing that I'm autistic will help with that process because ultimately it already is helping a little bit. It's because the other day after this interaction happened and I started obsessing about it, I reminded myself like, hey, it's okay. You're autistic. Conversations aren't always going to go perfectly. Uh, And that's okay. Like, it's fine. And if they thought you were weird, they thought you were weird. Like, who cares? And I didn't spend as much time obsessing and analyzing. I still did a little, but it felt much less than than it used to be when I didn't know I was autistic and I would just feel so confused and um, it would upset me. Like, why, why is this so hard for me? Why do I feel this way? Why, you know, why does this seem to come so easily for everyone else? These interactions and these conversations, I just, I wish I could do it. And why am I, you know, why am I this way? And now I'm like, oh, that's why I'm this way. And yeah, so I'm sure many of you can relate. That is one of the best things about discovering that you're autistic, at least from my point of view, is being able to know why certain things are hard because for me without a why and this applies to anything in my life not just stuff related to interpersonal communication or related to autism if there is something that's left without an answer it bothers me a lot I just I'm like why is that a thing and if I can't figure out why it's a thing it's really it's annoying and I obsess about it. So knowing the why has been great. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say, to summarize, <laughs> to sum up, I have felt so much more comfortable and have been able to unmask a lot more um, around people that I know even though I feel like I, it seems like I wasn't masking a ton anyway to begin with. Um, but I feel more comfortable now with myself and with how I am. Uh, I'm still not perfect. There are still moments where I catch myself trying to be a certain way, even around people that I know. Um, and I think that just comes from so many years of doing that. You know what I mean? Of trying to fit in or be a certain way. Um, but it's, you know, it's harder around people I don't know. I have that urge when I first meet someone, you know, or if I know someone doesn't know I'm autistic, it's a little harder. It's a little harder because I feel like I try a lot harder and that's stressful. I also think age has to do a lot with this because... I know in my teens and in my 20s and even part of my 30s, 
I was trying a lot more to fit in. And I don't know if it's just, I don't, I don't know what it is, life experience or I don't know, just not caring as much, but I notice the older I get, the less I really, the less energy I have to try to fit in in that way, to try and conform and fit myself into a box and be acceptable to everyone and be liked by everyone and all of that. Um, So yay, that's one good thing for me, at least about getting older that I can look forward to. I'm like, maybe if this trajectory continues, I will progressively just keep giving less and less and less of a crap and be able to like fully be just unmasked all the time and be myself in all the moments and not care at all (laughs) what anyone thinks. Um, I mean, we all care to an extent what people think it's, that's just human nature. It's never going to be all the way gone, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's a complicated thing. It's complex. It is complex. Relationships are complex and confusing and it's fine. And uh, this was just on my mind. This is relationships are a biggie for me. And as far as like things that I struggle with, relationships and uh, in general, you know, all of the types, but particularly friendships. I mean, friendships are, are really hard. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's all I have to say. I was going to go on another tangent right there. And then I'm like, no, this is, this is fine. I've been talking for 25 minutes. That's enough. Oh, and I think I hear, oh, I thought he was going to start the chainsaw again. Um, so anyway, I appreciate you all listening. Hopefully you can relate. Whenever I say, hopefully you can relate, I'm like, do I want you to relate to this thing that I just talked about? That's really hard, but, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Maybe I hope you don't relate, but I think you probably do because if you're listening, you're probably autistic too. And maybe that's why you're listening and I'm overanalyzing again and going on another tangent. So I'm just going to stop. If you guys want to have access to bonus episodes that are starting this month and um, have access to our Discord server where listeners of the podcast and myself collaborate and I don't know why I said collaborate. That's a very formal word. We're not collaborating. We're just talking to each other about autism and the world and neurodivergence and different things that we like and don't like and da 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 da. So the Discord server is really fun. Uh, We do movie nights over there too, virtual movie nights and stuff. So um, you can get access to all that stuff through prescribing, (laughs) subscribing to the Patreon. Uh, I will leave the link to that in the show notes. It's $5 a month. It helps me out. It gives me a little bit of a support in continuing this podcast and uh it's really fun also i will leave the instagram handle and my email address in the show notes as well and uh yeah that's all i got for you guys for today and i will talk to you all again soon bye